Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. How are you today? I pray that you guys are all doing well today and that you're standing strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the Divinity Life podcast. And uh, I am your host, Lachelle Dalton Clark. So welcome. Um, today, uh, in today's broadcast, we are um, on the, <coughs> excuse me, on the uh Excuse me. Uh, we're going to be speaking from the Glow series, and today's topic is um, unanswered questions. Unanswered questions. Let me put that on the screen for you. Unanswered questions. Hope you can hear me okay. Let's see here. Hope you can hear me okay. Glory to God. We're going to get started here. Uh, welcome to those who are listening by way of podcast, <coughs> excuse me, uh, by way of podcast and welcome to those who are watching by way of YouTube live. Hope you guys are having, having a happy Friday <laughs> um, and excited for the weekend. I think the weather's going <coughs> to be nice here <coughs> in Texas. So, um, yeah, wherever you are, I hope the weather is nice. Um, if you're getting snow, I'm jealous of you. <laughs> so, you know, consider yourself um, blessed <laughs> to be able to see some snow for a change. And, uh, you know, I believe that, you know, when we are in a new season, we should be able to experience, you know, the characteristics of that season, right? In Texas, it's winter and we don't see snow. Well, some parts of Texas do, but uh, where I live, uh, Dallas Metroplex, we don't we don't get snow. <laughs> we don't get snow. We're very fortunate to be able to get uh, some snow, and when we do, you know, it's gone like the next day. So <laughs> it's really really sad. <coughs> but um, yeah, that is uh, that is something that um, hopefully you know. Well, not hopefully. Um, when God sets this thing back in order, right, <laughs> then we'll be able to experience the fullness of each season. Because I think that each season is um, individual and distinct for a reason. Uh, it has its own uh, beauty, its own characteristics, you know. Um, so, yeah. And also uh, in the spiritual realm, you know what I mean? Um, each season that we enter into has its own uh, beauty. It has its own beauty. You might say, well, I'm not in a very good season right now, Shelly. And, you know, 2020 was not a good season, you know, either. So what are you talking about? Uh, we have to learn to find the beauty in everything. There's something beautiful about uh, growth, something very, very beautiful about growth. Um, and, and challenges come to make us grow, to make us strong, uh, to strengthen our faith, which is a beautiful thing. Uh, in God's eyes, all things are beautiful, you know, um, all things that he created and all things that he has uh, um, orchestrated to work in your life for your good. He sees it as good. So it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Amen. He says, my thoughts and plans for you are good. They're not evil. They are thoughts of peace 
to give you an expected end and uh, the end of a thing is always much better than the beginning thereof. Amen. Uh, because it is a new beginning. It is, in fact, a new beginning. Amen. So, uh, yeah, just sharing a little tidbit with you there. <laughs> um, so, yes, um, welcome once again. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get rolling here. Um, time goes by so fast. I've already been live for 11 minutes and it, it and it seems like I just said hi, you know, <laughs> so somebody say, Shirley, you're just talking too much. Okay. Let me just, you know, reel it in. Um, but today's, uh, today's, uh, message is called glow. Uh, excuse me. It's called unanswered questions from the glow uh, series uh, that we do every week on Fridays, uh, at 1 PM. And so, um, we are here. And I want to, uh, I want to say, you know, if you are, uh, here, then, uh, please consider, um, uh, subscribing. If you're here for the first time, consider subscribing, uh, to my YouTube channel because, um, you don't want to miss any of these, uh, videos, you know, you don't want to miss anything that, uh, may be helpful to you or help you to, uh, uh, strengthen your, you know, yourself for your journey. Um, we deliver a very uh, strong word over here. We feed, we feed meat over here. Uh, not a lot of milk because God is raising up an army of, you know, of, uh, of, uh, his sons and his daughters who are strong and able to confront the kingdom of darkness. Amen. So, you know, if that's you and, uh, you know, you want to grow up into this thing, um, then, you know, this is, uh, this is something that I think that you would want to, um, subscribe to. So uh, subscribe. It also helps the algorithm for us so that we can uh, continue to publish uh, the work. Amen. Um, uh, like the video if you enjoy or if you are receiving. I won't say enjoy because sometimes, you know, we don't necessarily enjoy truth, but receiving the truth makes us better. It, it makes us strong. It makes us healthy. Um, you know, we're, we don't want to entertain lies and deception and manipulation because that weakens us. Amen. It weakens us as believers, um, or as a, as a children of God, God wants us to, to grow up strong, just like you want your children to grow up strong and healthy. Um, so we need balance. Yes, we do. And, uh, I have brothers and sisters out here everywhere who are also bringing the other side, you know, uh, of that thing to help balance it out, you know? Um, so yeah, um, but, uh, this is, uh, this is training ground, uh, over here. It, it is, a, a digital training ground. Amen. Um, so yes. Uh, so make sure you subscribe, follow, uh, the broadcast, follow the podcast, uh, like, uh, leave a comment, you know, let me know, you know, uh, how you're uh, feeling about these messages or what the Lord is saying to you through these messages. And, um, uh, also share the, you know, share the video or share the podcast with someone who needs it. Amen. So uh, as I like to say, like, comment, and share, just spread the truth everywhere. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> All right. So love you guys and glad you're here. And if you're catching the replay, um, God bless you, um, in the replay, uh, today we're going to be talking about unanswered questions, how to, um, uh, we're going to be defining, uh, what light is the true light is, and we're going to be understanding, 
um, how to become it, how to become it. Um, because I know, you know, uh, we hear a lot that, you know, Jesus said, you know, that we should be a light, uh, to the world. You know, we should uh, not set our light uh, under a bushel, but put it out on the table for the whole world to see. We should shine the light of God, the light of Christ, uh, to the world and things of that nature. But, uh, we hear the scripture and it's kind of like an instruction, right? So we, we, we think, um, okay, then, you know, I need to do that. I'm going to do that, you know, but, 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 but when it's in terms of how to do that and really understand what it means when he says light. Okay. Uh, what it means when he says light, why did he use the word light or a candle? Why did he use that? So we're going to understand uh, that today. Um, in this series, I do, uh, it is a little bit of a, I will say it's a bit of a softer word because Nightwatch, uh, uh, I have three weekly series uh, that run uh, consecutively. And uh, the night, the Nightwatch series, which is Wednesdays at 1 p.m., I, um, you know, it's a prophetic word, you know, uh, to the body of Christ mostly. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm sharing what I'm seeing and hearing uh, from God in the spirit realm concerning the church. And uh, uh, sometimes, you know, it can it can it can be it can get a little rough, <laughs> you know, over there. Uh, and so, uh, yeah. And then the next day, Thursdays um, at 1 p.m. We have the How to Slay in Prayer series. Again, a little rough, right? Spiritual warfare, uh, understanding spiritual archery and warfare strategies. Uh, and we're also actually praying together uh, now um, on, uh, on, you know, going to be doing more of that, more, more, more application or applying what we've learned um, there <laughs> and uh, more demonstration, more demonstration. And so uh, that's what we've been focusing on there. Um, that is a, uh, a uh, also a, a series that we're running on Clubhouse. Um, I have applied for a club and I'm waiting for it uh, to hear back uh, concerning that. But uh, yeah, well, we're going to have a prayer club uh, over there on Clubhouse. And um, yeah, so the Glow series today... Um, I get to slow down a little bit. I get to, you know, uh, chillax a little bit and just kind of talk to you guys and, and, and you know, um, give you, you know, uh, a little more understanding um, and, and things of that nature. You know, I do teach on all three series, but um, this one is, is a little more it's a, it's a little more chill. Right. It's Friday. So, you know, we want to chill. OK, so, yeah. So, uh, so let's look at this. Um, we're going to, uh, first of all, I love to define things. So we're going to define the word light. Light. And uh, we're going to look here at the definition of this word. Um, so um, first definition says it's uh, that light is something that makes vision possible. Light is something that makes vision possible. Light is something that allows you or, or helps, um, it, it initiates vision. It provides vision, actually. Um, when it says it makes vision possible, <coughs> it doesn't help you to see. It provides sight. It provides uh, vision itself. Amen. And uh, uh, the second definition says it's a sensation 
aroused by stimulation of the visual receptors, visual receptors. So um, when your visual receptors in your eye or your eyeball, right, uh, we have receptors in there. When they are aroused or stimulated, um, it is called, it is light that stimulates that sensation, right? Um, so um, that is a, uh, that is the second definition. Uh, the third definition says it's an electromagnetic radiation of any wavelength that travels in a vacuum with a speed of 299,792,458 meters per second, specifically such as radiation that is visible to the human eye. So when, so some things, when we, when we look at them, uh, they, you, you don't see what's actually going on, uh, in the depths of that thing or what's actually going on in the midst of it. Uh, when you see it from a distance, it looks like it's still, right? It looks like it's not moving. Um, but, uh, when you, the closer you get, you know, as you approach light, you begin to see movement. You begin to see speed. You begin to see activity, right? You begin to see rays that are actually moving. You ever stood in the sun, sunlight and saw the rays? They, they were actually moving because that is called energy. It's called energy. Uh, energy is, is raw light. Uh, actually, uh, energy is produced by light. Energy is produced by light. Okay. So if you want to know how this corresponds scripturally, uh, the Bible says that the word of God is quick. Okay. And powerful, sharper than any two edged sword. So a word that is invisible that you cannot see, right? It's something that you you may see on the pages of the Bible or on the page yeah, on the pages of the Bible, and those words are not moving, <laughs> right? You're you're but you're you're viewing the word <laughs> you're viewing the word uh on the page. When the, however, when the word is released um by uh, out of your mouth, right? When the word is spoken or released by speech, then that word moves. The word has become alive. Quick. The word quick also means alive. Okay. And, and, and when the word, um, is alive, it moves, it travels. Okay. It's called the living word. It travels at the speed of light. Mm -hmm. Words travel at the speed of light when they are accelerated by faith. <laughs> that's why that's why God said uh, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Why did he say life and death is in the power of the tongue? Because your words move at the speed of light when they're accelerated by faith and that produces life it produces life 
So light and light, excuse me, light and life are equal. Light and life are the same. They are, they, they are, uh, 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 I don't know if you would call that a magnetic field, but it's energy. Okay. It's raw energy. Light and life are energy. Okay. Um, the Bible says in the book of John one and one that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The Bible says the same was in the beginning with God. And it says then after that, it says that this word, let me get there for you. It says that all things were made by God or by him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. In the what? In the word was life and the life was the light of men. You see that? The, the word is life. And that life is the light of men. So that's why I said that the, that light and life are equal. They are the same. Okay. And the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. When light shines in darkness, darkness is supposed to receive the light. It is supposed to cast out the darkness, right? But when you're when you're speaking <clears throat> in terms of uh, the hearts of men, because in the heart of man there can be light or darkness. You understand? There, in the heart of man, there can be light or darkness. Light or darkness. Do you agree? Light or darkness. So, and the scripture says, um, the scripture says here, uh, hold on. The scripture says, let me find that here. find that scripture for you. Bear with me one second. Matthew, I believe, uh, two, or is it Luke? Yeah, Matthew. Uh-huh. Okay. Matthew, uh, did I say two? No, it's Matthew six. Sorry, I was on the wrong scripture. <laughs> Let's look at this. Matthew six. It says, the light of the body is the eye. Okay, now we just spoke about eyes, right? But the the light it says the light of the body is the eye. If therefore the thine eye be single or one, not double, not double-minded, but single, then thy whole body, <coughs> excuse me, shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil. Okay. So what is, what is Jesus saying then? 
he's saying that if your if your mind is one or single, your mind is located in your heart. Okay, what's up here between our two ears is called a brain, but your mind is your thought, your 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 actual thoughts, your um your uh intellect, your intelligence, your your understanding, right? Your your uh, the place where uh, comprehension is processed, right? Knowledge is processed, right? And that, and that knowledge comes into the body through the eye, right? And it goes into your mind. You begin to think and process what you saw, right? Okay. And the mind is actually located in the heart. Because the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, man brings forth good fruit or evil. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Wait a minute. If the heart is just a heart and it's just they're pumping blood, then how can speech come out of the heart? Because your mind is there. You're processing, you're thinking about information, knowledge that you have received through your eye. And from those thoughts proceed speech, words. Amen. That is where your faith is actually processed. It, 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 it comes out of the heart. So, so it says, if thine, <coughs> if thine eye be single or one, not double-minded, it's your mind, remember? So God wants us to be single-minded, not double-minded. He says that uh, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. One day you're over here, next day you're over there. One day you believe, next day you don't believe. One day you're you know, happy, one day you're sad. One day you're up, one day you're down. Double-minded, right? But God wants us to have a single mind. That is the nature of faith, to be single-mindedly, um, uh, single-mindedly decided or um, directing your faith in a direction. You can have, you can direct that faith single-mindedly into uh, a God thing, or you can direct that faith single-mindedly into something dark you can you can direct that faith single-mindedly in in the word of god or you can direct that faith single-mindedly in in the opposite direction which is you know fear you can direct that faith into um i believe or i don't believe you see it works on both sides of the spectrum faith is is something that everyone has he has, everyone has faith, either in something good or something bad, something positive or something negative. Either you believe or you don't believe. But even if you don't believe, you're still having faith in your unbelief. Because <laughs> it takes faith to say, I don't believe that. You see what I mean? So it is, uh, <coughs> excuse me, um, 
uh, it is the 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 uh, the eye. He says, if your eye be single single minded, then your whole body shall be full of light, right? But in verse twenty three, he says, if thine eye be evil, he didn't say double. <laughs> so what he's saying there is that. Uh, to be double-minded means to be evil. That is, it. that is an evil thing. The Bible says that beware, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. So God calls unbelief evil. And unbelief and double-mindedness are the same. <laughs> Either you believe you're single-minded or you're double-minded, which means you don't really believe. You're unstable. See, so if your eye be double minded or evil, then the whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? Jesus says, how great is that darkness? How deep is it? See what I mean? So, so, so let's, let's. Let's look at this because what God wants to do is he wants, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, this only happens when I'm talking to y'all. So I believe that, um, you know, you guys are the problem. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I'm just kidding. Pray for your sister because I don't know, like, I guess I just, you know, going out into the night air. So I guess when the seasons change, probably, you know, I feel fine. Otherwise I'm not, I'm, I'm not having a problem. I don't have a sore throat or anything like that, but you know, and again, I don't talk much, you know, the only time I'm really talking is when I'm on here talking to you guys or, um, or talking to, you know, my family, you know what I mean? My sister, my son or my sister, um, hold on, let me see what's going on over here with you guys. It's it's blinking. Okay. <laughs> the devil is a liar once again. Okay, we're blinking. Okay, he left. <laughs> He's no longer with us. Glory to God. <laughs> blinking on YouTube, like, okay. Not gonna not gonna entertain that. All right, so Luke uh, chapter, um, chapter, uh, oh, hey, my sister's on. Hello, sis. Oh, she says uh, allergies. It could be allergies. Yeah, it could be. You're right. I didn't think about that. Maybe I need to get something for that. Um, so, so yeah, so we're talking about uh, the definition of light <laughs> and according to scripture, how light is, um, uh, how uh, light, uh, we, we talked about how light makes vision possible, right? It, it, it actually, um, it actually supplies vision, right? And, um, uh, you can go back and get that, but we're talking, we're here in Matthew 6, 23, uh, 22 and 23 now, where Jesus said that the light of the body is the eye. Uh, if therefore thine eye be single or single minded, right? Uh, in your faith, your whole body shall be full of light. But if your eye be evil, the whole body shall be full of darkness. And if that, therefore the light that is in you be darkness, how great is that darkness? Which actually means 
how deep is that darkness, right? So um, if we if we look here <coughs> where it says um, uh, back to the scripture in John where it says that um, in him was life and the light was the light of men. And, and I told you uh, a few minutes ago that light and life are equal, right? Um, light and life are equal. And it says that the light shined in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. not. And I told you how you know, darkness is supposed to comprehend. It's supposed to, in other words, receive light, right? When light is cast into the darkness, the darkness responds. It leaves. It goes away, right? Um, it, it, it has no choice but to uh, receive the light because the light, um, the light forces it out. You see, it doesn't have a choice in the matter, right? But when it comes to the souls of men, when it comes to the hearts of men, that's why we came here to Matthew 6, because it exposes the fact that men's hearts can be light or darkness, right? It didn't say both. If your eye is single, you have, you're of a single mind, your, eye, your, your body is full of light, single-mindedly full of the light which is the truth or the knowledge of the truth, right? But if your eye be evil, single and evil equals single and double. Double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Therefore, his body shall be full of darkness because now you have partaken from the tree <laughs> of, of, of knowledge uh, of good and evil which makes it evil. That's why God told them, don't eat from that tree. Because before they were only aware of the light, the truth, the knowledge of the truth of who God was and who they were. Right? Talking about in the beginning, Adam and Eve. But now when you begin to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and the devil knows this, then what he's doing is he is darkening your eye or your heart where your mind resides. Your thoughts are, are located in your heart, the mind, different from the brain between your ears. And what comes into the eye goes into the heart. You see? And so therefore, now you're processing, you're trying to process light and darkness, which makes it darkness. It cannot be light and darkness. Because if it's, if, if, if it's light and darkness, then the darkness will take over. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's how we got multiple, uh, that's what, how we got so many different colored, multicolored people <coughs> In, in, in the earth, right? But we all came out of one color, which was black. It was, it was black. Every other color of the color spectrum proceeds out of black. It's just a different range or a different ray of that same color. It is a different tone of that color. It's either light or dark, right? So you see people that look like this remote control, 
and, and they're beautiful. Yes, they are. And then you see people who look almost like this piece of paper. And they're beautiful. Yes, they are. And because God created it that way. Right? Okay. So we understand how this is, uh, this is how it works. Now, the next scripture says, um, uh, going back to John here, right? Uh, it says that the light shined in darkness and the darkness, <clears throat> excuse me, comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light. Now, he didn't say he came to bear witness of light. He came to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. Through who? The light. It says that John was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Now, we know we're talking about Jesus, right? Verse 9 says, that was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him. God loves this world. And if you don't love the world, something is wrong with your quote-unquote religion. <laughs> you know, he says, don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't conform to the ways of the world. Don't conform to their traditions. Don't conform to their practices. Don't conform. You see, many of us are conforming in the church, even in the smallest of things. And we think it don't matter, but it matters because God said, do not conform. You see? And so once we become aware of the knowledge that we're conforming, we need to make a decision. <laughs> and a lot of people just pass right over that, you know. They say it's okay and they just keep on rolling. But God is about details. He's about details. <laughs> He's about details. Now, um, it says here, he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. So Jesus was in the world. The world was made by him. Right. God created that that thing. He created that system. Yeah. Even though it's an evil system or it is uh, it is it is it is being run by demonic powers right now. But God has a plan for all of that. Always has had one. Like I said uh, before, the, you know, the devil and every and 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 co the devil and co. OK. The devil and company, the devil and co. I like that. <laughs> uh, the devil and co just, um, they're just pawns in the game. They're just pawns on the chessboard of the Elohim. God has a purpose for him. That's why he allows him to remain here. That's why he allows him. That's why he didn't just get rid of him. He has a purpose for him. And it's called a belt. <laughs> it's called a belt. You know, anybody remember whoopings? You know, before they made, tried to make them illegal, they made you better people though, didn't it? it, it 
it, it helped, helped us to, uh, to grow strong, right? And to grow, uh, correctly, to grow correctly, to grow up, uh, in, in, correctly and not crooked, you know, not grow up and become a problem to society because we were disciplined in our own house. And some of us were abused, but we were still disciplined. <laughs> you know, I appreciate just the, the fact that God didn't let me just do whatever I wanted to do. My, my parents didn't just let me do whatever I wanted to do. You know, my daddy was rough. Now he did. He whooped me some ways that you're not supposed to touch a kid. You're not supposed to whoop a kid like that. And, you know, I have that in my testimony uh, video, but yeah, you know, you're, you're not supposed to, <laughs> but, but, but the job got done. I just put it that way. I, I, you know, I'm not a wild branch. I was a wild branch. But, uh, you know, God's grace and mercy. Amen. We're going to get back to the word. So it says, um, he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. He came unto his own and his own received him not. You know, a prophet is without honor in his own house. Uh, don't expect your family members to receive your word. <laughs> Don't expect those who are common with you and know you um, to respect your light, <laughs> to respect your glow. You know what I'm saying? Don't expect that because if, if you know, if they did it to a dry tree, uh, if they did it to a green tree, Jesus, how much more shall they do it to a dry tree? Us, <laughs> you know? So, so it says as many as received him though, as many as will receive your word, as many as do receive him. To them gave he power, power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Amen. If you only believe on his name, even if you only believe on his name, even if you've never seen the works, the miracles, even if you've never seen the power itself, but you still believe only in his name. Blessed are you. Blessed are you. Right. So. So, um, it says he came to his own, but his own received him not. And I was looking for the other, uh, the other scripture translation that says that, uh, um, oh, okay. I already passed it. The light shine in darkness and the, and the dark darkness comprehended it not. So the darkness did not receive him. The darkness did not receive him. Right. But as many as received him though. He gave them power to become the sons of God. Amen. All right. So, um, Acts 26, 18. Let's look at Acts 26, 18 here. We're going to show what, you know, what he was trying to do. Um, what, what he did right to those who believe, because he wasn't trying to do anything, <laughs> you know, but this is what happens to them that receive him, to them that believe. Um, he says, uh, Acts 26, verse 17 to 19. Should we go to that chapter? Let's see. Okay. Acts uh, 26, and yeah, yeah we're going to go at Acts 26. Uh, and we're going to start at, um, we're going to start at verse 14. 
Okay. Because this is somebody we spoke about yesterday, Apostle Paul, who was who was known as Saul. That was his name before his uh, conversion. Amen. Um, verse 14, it says, <clears throat> and when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Let me go up a verse. But somebody needs to hear this right here. Because <laughs> this is what God is doing to a lot of people. Verse 12. Whereupon, as I went to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priests to do what? To destroy believers. To destroy what was called or known as the way. That's what the church was known by uh, during that time. It, they were called the way. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, right? And so um, he was on his way to destroy the way. <laughs> on his way to destroy the way. Catch that revelation. Verse 13 says, at midday, O king, I saw in the way, in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. So he saw a light from heaven, right? And the uh, above the brightness of the sun. So this was the true light because it was above the sun, the natural, the, the natural sun, the sun that we see, every, you know, every day. This light was standing above that light. <laughs> so, so for all those people who think that the sun it, you know, is it, is talking about the sun that we look at that, that rises and sets every day. No, Jesus is the true light, the light with a capital L. That's the light with a lowercase L. Okay. So it says, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me. Jesus makes every knee bow down <laughs> and, and, and every tongue confess. He says, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? He called his name twice. And that means something as well, by the way, when Jesus, when the Lord calls your name twice, <laughs> It's letting you know that it's not a man talking to you. It's not, this is not a man talking to you. This is the Lord talking to you. You know, ask, uh, ask, um, Samuel, ask Samuel. It says, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand up upon thy feet. For I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. God never shows up without a purpose. I'm scared of people who said, I, I saw Jesus. I ha he, he appeared to me. He appeared to me in a vision. He appeared to me in a dream. What did he say, though? What instruction, what charge did he give unto you? Because he never appears without a purpose. <laughs> he says, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness 
both of these things which thou hast seen with the eye, and of those things in which I will appear unto thee. Right? In which I will appear unto thee. Futuristic. Delivering thee from the people. I got to deliver you from the people. <laughs> Many of us are still stuck right there. You know, we're still stuck right there. People. You've got to be delivered from people. And from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee. The reason why the Lord delivers us from people and the opinions of man is so that it will not hinder our mission because he is sending us unto those same people. You see that? He's sending you to a people. And if you allow that people to uh, hinder your mission with their opinions and their words and their, you know, and their persecution and their, you know, their suggestions, you know what I mean? Their, their big ideas and, you know, all of that. <laughs> First of all, they're going to dishonor you because the Bible just told us that everybody's not going to receive you. Jesus came to his own, but his own received him not. They that sat in darkness saw a great light. That's the scripture I was looking for earlier. The Bible says they that sat in darkness saw a great light. We'll go there next. Um, but they did not receive the light because men love darkness rather than light. We'll go there in a minute. So he said, he says here, um, I'm delivering you from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee. <laughs> To open their eyes, this is your mission, to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them, which are sacrificed by faith that is in me. Okay, you see that? You see that? So, what happened there? The Lord showed up, or the true light showed up, and began to speak. Mm -hmm. What did I say earlier? About words. Your words have life. They are life-giving spirits. Mm -hmm. Either good or evil, your words are life-giving spirits. Jesus is a life-giving spirit. And according to John 1 and 1, Jesus is the word of God. That's why he said, death and life are in the power of your tongue. Choose ye this day which one you're going to speak. Because whatever one you decide to, excuse me, whichever one you decide to speak from, that's what you're going to eat from. If you speak life, you will eat. From the well of life. Uh, from the table of life. If you speak death. You will eat from that table. Amen. So you see how it's connected. See how it's connected. But he did this. Gave him a mission. And his mission was. To open the eyes. <coughs> excuse me. Open the eyes. And turn, those, turn these same people. 
that he delivered you from, from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan unto God. Why? So they can receive the forgiveness of sins and the inheritance that God has given them by faith that is in Jesus. Right? Your faith in God can only be sanctified or clean or right or, or good through Jesus. Okay, so this is where we are. This is the purpose of that light. So that people can see the light. They can see Jesus and they can receive forgiveness of sins. And that light is a power source. Jesus is the power source of all light and life. And that's why. When, this, when the definition says here that um, light uh, is an electromagnetic radiation of any wavelength that travels in a vacuum with a speed of 299,792,458 meters, which is approximately 186,000 miles per second. Okay, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light, and he's also a word. That's why when, we, when he opened his, his mouth, <laughs> the vacuum, and released the word, that word traveled at the speed of light. That's why he never missed. When he spoke healing, healing took place in that moment, in that instant. There was no delay. There was no delay. Remember the man who had the son, the servant who was sick at home? And, and he was a Roman, he was a soldier. He came to Jesus and asked Jesus to heal his son. Jesus said, I'm coming. And he said, no, you're not, I'm not worthy for you to come un under my roof, you know? And there was a reason why he said that. Well, you know, that's another message. We'll go into that another time. But, you know, um, Jesus said, okay, then your, uh, your son is healed. Your son is healed. The soldier went home and found that the, ser excuse me, the servant, he said, your servant is healed. Your faith has healed him. That man went, went back to his house and his servant was healed, sitting up whole. Now, he asked the people, what time though? When was it that he got healed? When was it, you know, when did this happen? <laughs> because he was, a, you know, he, he had traveled, it's a, you know, a journey to get to Jesus. So he said, when did it happen? Wonder what sparked that question. I wonder who sparked that question. They told him in the self same hour. He they said about this time, and he knew within himself that at the self same hour that Jesus spoke the word to him. At the same moment, that healing took place. Before this man even got home, it was done. 
The word of the Lord travels at the speed of light. There is no delay. The only thing that will, that delays or diminishes, you know, the time, you know, is your faith, your faith, your faith, the faith of the person who spoke the word. Because God has no limits. His power has no limits, you know. And Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. So if you believe it is right now, now faith is right now, I speak it, let it happen right now. Then that thing will happen right now. <laughs> God has no limits. We're the ones who are limited. He's limitless. So when we, when the spirit of God, which is the word of God, which is quick and powerful and alive, is in us. Bible says, uh, if the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead be in you, shall it not quicken or make alive? So to be quick and to be, and to be, uh, and to be alive is the same thing to be quick. You mean quickness and life is the same thing? Yes, it's the same. It's the same thing. Quick means alive. And another meaning of quick means fast. Now we just looked at the speed of light. How, how, how long does it take for a word to quicken your spirit? When it hits your spirit, you're instantly quickened. That thing will spring you up out of your seat in an instant. In a nanosecond. You'll see somebody rolling on the floor because of demons coming out of them, screeching at the word of life. That is quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, sharper than any two-edged sword. Dividing, splits asunder the soul from the spirit in an instant, in an instant, in an instant. Amen. So now here we're going to look here at um at uh this a little bit deeper because um let's see what time is it here. Okay, okay. we're we're going to look at, at this <laughs> quickly a little bit deeper um because we're going to under we need to understand uh we we just understood <laughs> what the source is right. And, and we understand that um, this light is, is also encapsulated in a word, right? So when we read the Bible, when we read and we study the Bible like we're supposed to, we are getting light. We are getting knowledge. We are getting wisdom. We are getting Jesus. We are eating the body of Jesus. We're eating the body of Jesus that was split up for us. He said, I am the bread of life. When you look at a loaf of bread in, the, in a grocery store, normally it's split, it's sliced into pieces, sliced. You see that? 
Jesus says, I am the bread of life. What did they do to him? They whipped him. They split his flesh. He took those stripes for you and me to feed us, to feed us life. To feed us life. Now, watch this. Yeah, yeah that's, it, it's right. Yeah, because he said, take, eat. This is my body. This is my body. Glory to God. I feel the spirit of God moving right there. This is my body. Eat. Why is it that we think we can glow or we can shine as lights? As Jesus told us to do without the word of God. That's called religion. Why is it we think that we can minister to people and give them motivational speeches instead of the word of God? That's called religion. You didn't eat his body. You took or partook, you know, of a piece of bread. And drunk some wine, you know, calling yourself doing this in remembrance of him. Yeah, some churches every month, I came from one, every every first Sunday of the month. We're doing the, uh, we're doing the, uh, what's it called? We're doing, I, I don't, I don't even remember because I became it. <laughs> I just became it. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to become it. Not just eat it on a Sunday morning. You say, oh, well, it represents this and it represents the body of Jesus. But Jesus would much rather you eat his real body, which is this word. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Are we seeing that? Now, are they wrong? No, they're not wrong. That's their choice. You know, if they want to take communion, that's what it's called, communion. If they want to take communion and drink and eat that little cracker and drink that little juice. You know, uh, you know, that that's 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 their choice. But God is saying, I much rather you eat the bread of life. Every day, commune with me every day. In the word, drink my blood <laughs> every day. Every day, you see, communion is something that we become. It is a lifestyle. It is not an event that takes place on a Sunday morning behind four walls. You see? So, so, so this, is, this is what the Lord is saying here. He said, the reason why so many people are still stuck on the fence or in the valley of decisions, as the scripture calls it, about the gospel of Jesus Christ is because they have unanswered questions they have unanswered questions so many unanswered questions the enemy locks them in the darkness of the unknown it is the absence of light or truth which is knowledge that destroys souls satan knows this this is his game this is his game plan he knows this it is not what you know, it's what you don't know <laughs> that hurts you. It's what you don't know that kills. 
My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, right? So it is the absence. He locks them in the absence or in the darkness of the unknown. It's the absence of light, which is truth. Absence of the light. Let's, let's just, let's say that. It is the absence of the light, which is Jesus or the truth. The knowledge of the truth that destroys souls. Absolute truth actually removes the veil of darkness from the mind. Absolute truth, which is the truth. <laughs> see, 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 people can tell the truth, right? People can, people can tell you the truth. They can give you truth, right? But a lot of things are truth, but there's only one called the truth, the light. See, there's many lights, but then there is the light. There are many truths, but then there is the truth, which is known as the absolute truth. He is the absolute. He is the absolute power and the absolute authority. Amen. So, so the absolute truth now, which is Jesus, actually removes the veil of darkness from the mind. You see, it uncloaks Satan. It uncloaks Satan. It uncloaks demons. It, 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 it reveals exactly where he's been hiding. <laughs> it exposes him. He hates to be exposed. Oh, the devil hates to be exposed. <laughs> you should make it a daily practice, just like taking a bath, you know, like taking a shower, brushing your teeth. You should make it a daily practice of exposing the devil. He should be scared, shaking in his boots when you wake up in the morning and your, hit, your feet hit the floor. Because he knows <laughs> his cloak is coming off that day. Don't let you open your mouth. And start releasing the truth. <laughs> Don't let you open your mouth and start releasing the light everywhere. Shining it everywhere. Don't let you be full of it <laughs> and shining it everywhere. Just spilling it out everywhere. Even when you don't mean to. You spilling it out by accident even. You know. Uh, oops. I didn't mean it. Oh, I just dropped another word. Somebody catch that wisdom from Jesus. Somebody catch that truth. You see, you, we're supposed to be, we're supposed to be full of it, glowing with it, full of it, full of it, full of it, not sick of it. <laughs> As one preacher says, I'm sick of it. No, not sick of it, but full of it. Right. It says, it's, he said, it uncloaks Satan and reveals exactly where he's been hiding. This is why Jesus said, let your light so shine. Let your light so shine among men. Now, when he said, let your light so shine, the Holy Spirit said, how do you let your light shine? How do you let your light shine? You let your light shine by answering their questions so that they can know the truth for themselves and be made free. 
You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Not set you free, but make you free. When you're made free, you're, you will continually be free from the knowledge of that truth because you can't unknow what you know. Right? So that's why he said you shall know the truth, be int become intimate with the truth. And the truth shall make you free. Expose Satan, he says. Turn on the lights. Turn on the lights. Turn on the lights. Illuminate. Wherever you go, you're supposed to illuminate. We spoke last, last week about the illuminated ones or the Illuminati. And the Lord told us that we are the true Illuminati. The devil just copy-pasted. <laughs> That's all he did. He copy-pasted Illuminati. We're the real Illuminati. Don't be scared of Illuminati. <laughs> Don't be scared of Illuminati. You're the real Illuminati. So he said, the way that we do this, the way that we let our light shine is by answering their questions. By answering their questions. Okay. So how are we going to do that? Because the Bible says that these people, according to John chapter 3, verse 19, um, it says, uh, well, verse 18 <coughs> says that he that believeth on Jesus is not condemned, right? But he that believeth not is condemned already. Why? Because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. See, he's the only begotten son of God. He was begotten of God. The only one born of the Holy Ghost, in other words. But men, we, us little sons, sons with a little s, we were begotten of the flesh. Of, we were begotten of flesh and blood, right? So he says, because he has not believed in the name, in the name of the only begotten son of God, he is condemned. And this is the condemnation that light is come into the world. And men loved darkness rather than light. Why? Because their, e their deeds were evil. See, when someone's deeds are evil, they're going to hate the light. They're going to hold on to their darkness. They're going to hold on to their ignorance. They're going to hold on to the unknown because they're comfortable there. You ever seen uh, when you go to uh, uh, a house that, you know, I, I, uh, lived in a place that was infested with roaches before. Thank God, you know, I don't have to live like that now. You know, I don't live like that now, you know. But I've lived in roach-infested places before. And I mean, them jokers can all hide. They can all uh, scramble and hide in an instant. You go in that kitchen and turn on the light, them jokers is... <clears throat> out of there they're out of there they are out of there you see them all everywhere you turn that light on 
bam, they out of there. They running like they running for their life. Why? Because, because they love darkness rather than light. Anything unclean. See, a roach, a cockroach is unclean. It's unclean. And, and, and it loves darkness rather than light. Why? Because their deeds were evil. Cockroaches are in there because they eating your food. <laughs> They're eating in there. They're consuming life. Oh God. Oh God. They are consuming what belongs to you. They're consuming. See, never let the enemy consume anything that belongs to you. Anything that belongs in your temple, which is the Holy Ghost. Which belongs to the Holy Ghost. Anything that, that, that is in your temple, your body, that belongs to the Holy Ghost. The devil is in there stealing from you. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Now watch this. Men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hates the light. Neither comes to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved or corrected. Right? So when we live in darkness, we don't like correction. That's why you try, you know, never try to preach to somebody, you know, who, um, Evidently, you know, doesn't want the word. Jesus said, you know, if they reject it, that then just dust the wipe the dust off your feet and move on to the next house. Don't stay there trying to convince them. Don't stay there trying to minister, trying to preach, trying to help, trying to help because you love them. You know, because what you're gonna do is you're gonna make them run from you further away from you because they don't want that light. They're not ready for that. They're not ready for that. Because their deeds, they don't want their deeds to be um, exposed. They don't want to be exposed and they don't want to be corrected. They don't understand the meaning of true love, God's love. Because God loves, God's love corrects us so we can grow strong and healthy. So we can grow. God's love corrects us. Don't hate the correction of God. Please when you, you know, don't despise God's correction. That is his love. Amen. He, he wants the best for us. He wants the best for us. Now, so, so they run from the light, right? So then how can we shine this light when men are in darkness and they hate that they don't want that light? They don't want that light. The Lord says uh, that they don't want the light because they don't want their deeds to be reproved. But then he said, he that doeth truth comes to the light that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God, right? So he that doeth truth or he that seeketh for truth, you know, because if you're doing truth, then you're always seeking for more truth. That's the nature of the Holy Spirit. He sent, he's, he always has you on a mission seeking out truth. That's how you know people that don't have the Holy Ghost. Because they can't embrace the truth. They, they're not lovers of the truth. But he is the spirit of truth. And he leads us, guides us, drags us into all truth. You know, he, 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 everywhere you look, you, you're trying to find some truth. You know, 
you know, I've been there where I, I, I didn't love the truth and the truth hurt me. The truth hurt me. It was painful. That's why I didn't like it. It was painful. And I wanted to do right, you know. That's why I was there <laughs> sitting in church. But that truth was painful. And a lot of times, you know, when the truth is painful and you you don't you're not ready to receive it, um, it's because there is still <coughs> um something in you that is broken. Something in you is broken. If you if, if the truth is painful to you, you know, um, if the truth is painful to you, it's either one of two things. Either something is already broken in you or that truth is breaking you open. Right? And sometimes, you know, the, it, it, the truth can come from... Um, a negative place. It can come from, you know, a harsh place. It can come from a place of, of, of bitterness or a place of hatred even, you know, but this person is speaking the truth to you. You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, or it can come from a, a place of love, right? And you know that, that this person is speaking the truth to you, um, out of a heart of love. And you can hear the voice of the father in that truth, right? So there's two places that truth comes from. However, truth is more easily received when it is, it is spoken in love. The Bible says that we should speak the truth in love, right? Because harsh words or bitter words stir up anger. It will drive a person far away from you. You know, um, it says in the book of Proverbs that a brother offended is hard to be won. So if you're speaking the truth to someone and, and you're offending them, right? And they can see that that offense, though, it, that, 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 that's not coming from God. I don't feel no love on that. You see, some, some people can speak, uh, uh, speak very uh, strong. Like I know I'm one of them, but you know, I'm, I'm a little rough around the edges. I know. And it's because of my, my past, um, history environment, you know, those things that actually shaped my anointing, you know, God uses all of that. He uses your history, your culture, your environment, your, your, you know, your ex life's experiences. If you're rough around the edges, you know, God, God still wants to use you, but he wants that. He wants the motive of your heart to always be love, right? So that's also why, you know, your word may not be for everybody, just only for somebody, right? Because people can relate to certain people because of they come from the same culture, the same background, the same types of environments. Or they have come through the same types of life experiences. So they understand, oh no, she not mad. She not trying, she not being mean. That's just how she is. That's just her nature. That's just her, you know, that's just her. God wraps himself in a body. <laughs> he, he, you know, and there's many different types, you know, that's why 
Um, you can't always be uh, be so quick to reject the truth. You know, listen to where it's coming from. Be able to discern where it's coming from. Because when someone is speaking the truth to you or speaking knowledge unto you, they're trying to give you something to help you, to make you better, to make you better. You know, that's like you don't want to take no medicine when you're sick or you don't want, you know, you you know you need this Theraflu, you know you need this NyQuil and, you know, you, you want to drink some water. That water is not going to help. You know what I'm saying? So now that's that's you making that choice. It's not it, it, it has nothing to do with the with the messenger. It has, you know, with the message itself or the messenger. It has something to do with you. So let's get that understood. That's why men love darkness rather than light. Their deeds were evil and and they did not want uh to receive that word. They weren't ready. So when your deeds are evil, you are not prepared. You are unprepared. To receive the truth. You know. these uh, The religious Pharisees. Their deeds were evil. They were looking for Jesus now. Waiting. Had been waiting for him for like 400 years. And still didn't recognize him. When he came speaking the truth. And all he was doing was teaching. He was giving them knowledge. He was teaching. And, and, and every time they were offended. The Bible says at his word. Because they had no discernment. They could not see. They were in darkness because their deeds were evil. So they rejected him. They rejected him. Amen. But he was the. He was the truth. He is the truth. And he's the source of power, which is the source of love. Power is sourced. From love. True power. I'm not talking about the, the fake power. Talking about the true power. It comes from love. Amen. So this is what God said. I'm going to give you this last piece and then we're going to get out of here. God said, how do you feed these people? How do you shine your light? Right? How do you shine your light? First of all, he says, get knowledge. Because one thing about a man who is in darkness and whose deeds are evil, um, they may not want to hear your preaching, but they, and they may not want to hear, you know, the truth about them, what they're doing, but they will, uh, receive knowledge. They, they are willing to receive knowledge, right? Um, if it's presented to them as knowledge, you see what I'm saying? Everyone within their own, uh, heart has a desire uh, to be good, a desire to do right, a desire, even, even evil people will, will treat you kind, you know, uh, they, they'll, they'll be nice to you. You know, there's, there's a little goodness in everybody, right? And so there's a desire, there is a natural innate desire to be good or to be right. You know, so if I try to give you, um, your favorite meal, you know, Let's just say, okay, I'm trying to feed you, right? I see you sitting over there hungry and I, and I come to you with food. And if I give you just any food, something that you don't like, 
you know, you, you're probably going to reach You're going to say, oh, I'm, I don't like that. Or I'm allergic to that. Or, I, you know, but if I, if I make your favorite meal and you looking at that food and it look all delicious and you going to take the food It's something that you like, right? So you give them the knowledge about what they like. That's your door. You give them knowledge concerning something that they are also interested in. You answer their questions. You see what they like. They have questions about. They want to know more about that thing. You know, if they come to you asking a question, answer their question. But you have to get knowledge first in order to answer the question. Because people are quick to know when you don't know what the heck you're talking about. You know? But you wrap it and you, you put it, you present it as, you know, as something that they like. Something they can, in other words, comprehend. Something they can break down. They can digest. Something they can receive from you. You see? My sister yesterday, she was posting pictures of her food, different dishes that she was over there cooking. And she lived on the other side of town from me, you know, um, way over there. It's about almost an hour away from me. But I was ready to get in the car and go over there. I'm like, look, you, you see, you messing me up here posting these pictures on this Instagram with this stuff that I like. I, now, I like that. I like that shrimp and stuff. You got that cabbage up in there with them sausages and stuff. You know, I like that that food. I say, okay, well, just send me mine. Just, you know, send send me mine. Send me a plate. Email it. Do something. You know what I'm saying? So, so this is what this is what we're talking about. You give you answer their questions, right? And, and but in order to do so, you have you have to get knowledge, and not just any knowledge, because they need the truth. They need the absolute truth. They need the absolute truth at that, right? So where do you get the absolute truth? In the word of God. You have to read the word. You have to study the word. We, we have to learn to become stu students of the word of God. Because this is something that's not being preached. This is something that, that, that your, um, your local... Sorry about that. Sorry about that. This is something that your local pastor is, 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 you know, or your local, uh, minister is not teaching you every day. They're not telling us this, you know, every week, you know, go, go home and read your Bible. No, read your Bible. No, read your Bible, study your Bible. Do you have a study Bible? Okay. Let me buy you one. Let me get you one. You know, do you, what, what are you reading? What are you doing? You know, what are you consuming? Because you need to be reading the word. You need to be getting the word of God in you first before you go read them, them other books. You need to get the word of God in you before you go, uh, before you go over there reading the magazines and stuff. What are you eating? What are you reading? Is it, is it truth or is it the absolute truth? You see what I'm saying? Is it light or is it the light, Jesus? Are you eating the bread of life or are you eating something else? See, man can break down and translate the word to you according to their understanding. But when you read it for yourself, you get your own understanding. That's why God said, get wisdom, but with all thy getting, 
get understanding. Get your own understanding. Apostle Paul said, I pray that, you know, that your the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. I'm praying for you. That the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. You have to understand this for yourself. You have to get this for yourself. So when you pray and when you uh, get ready to study the word, you need to you need to uh, ask God for understanding. Because a lot of people don't study the Bible because they think, oh, you know, that's too hard. I, I don't understand. I don't get it. And Lord, don't let it be the King James. That's that's what I learned the Bible in King James, you know, and my pastor, my apostle forced it. You know, he said, no, nope, don't get those other. He says, here, look, we're going to buy you one then. I had spent over $100 on a, 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 a NIV study Bible. He said, no, mm -mm. I want you to have the, the real thing. Get it from the, get it from the real thing. Get it from the, get it from the, 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 the uh, most um, authentic or the, the, the most original uh, manuscripts or scripts. Get it from there. Get it from there. Now, are those other translations okay? Sure, they are. They help, you know, if you want a, a, another perspective on something. But we have to be careful because a lot of these translate translations are watering down the the power of the word. They're watering watering it down. See, it's now it, it's being filtered through another person's understanding of that word, and also they change they change some of the words in the Bible, and they and they and they you know they add and they take away, which God said, don't do that. Don't add to my word. Don't take away from it. Take it the way I gave it to you. Originally. Amen. So, so that's, that, you know, that, that, that's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem. Now he said, read it for yourself. And when I started first studying the King James uh, Bible and you can get the amplified, you can get the King James study Bible, help you out a little bit. Right. But it's not a different translation, you know, um, when, when you, um, when I would read the spirit of God told, would, would always remind me to ask for understanding. So I would pray first. He would, he would remind me to pray first, excuse me, pray for understanding. So I would pray before I read the Bible and I would ask God, you know, to open the eyes of my understanding, open the eyes of my understanding or let my understanding be enlightened. I want to understand what I'm reading. And even in, and then, and then I had to read and, um, I just fell in love with the book. I fell in love with the book and I, I didn't care if I understood or not. I just wanted to read it. That, that desire, that hunger started growing in me and it started like demanding this word. It was like, no, give me the word. No, give me the word. Well, I got to go home and cook. No, I, give me the word. You know, I need the word. You know, every chance I got, every second I got, my eyes were in that book. My eyes were in this book, consuming, consuming, consuming. Just read it. Just read it. You may not understand everything right away, but if you keep reading, if you keep reading, if you keep reading, you read a passage and you have questions. Oh, I wonder what that means. Keep reading. It's in, it's, it's in there. The next few scriptures down, you're going to get your answer. Just keep reading. Don't give up on it. 
but keep reading. The answers are there. The answers are there. Amen. The answers are there. And even if you don't understand the answer, pray about it. Ask God for the answer. And even if you don't understand that, guess what? When you're eating that, your spirit man <laughs> is eating and growing strong. And when and, and at the least expected moment, that word that you digested is going to come out. <laughs> and when it's spoken out of your mouth, then you're going to understand. It'll come out at certain times, certain seasons, certain situations, according to where God has you in your walk or your journey or your relationship with him. Right? He's going to reveal that thing or bring it out and show it to you when you need it the most. When you need it. When you are in situations where you need it. Right? That's why you can be reading the Bible and, you know, you know one month, you know, the scripture could mean one thing to you. And then the next month, it can mean something totally different to you, you know, or give you more understanding or light on that on that particular thing why because now you're standing in a different spot in the spirit you're you're in a different season you're in a different season or a different situation this word is multifaceted it has many facets many lights in there many many gems in there much wisdom in there that's why god said it's better than rubies it's better than gold. You know, buy the truth and sell it not. You don't have to buy it from man. You can buy a Bible, <laughs> you know, but buy it, read it. You know, he said, read it. And then Second uh, Timothy 2.15, Apostle Paul tells Timothy, study to show yourself approved. Study to show who? Yourself approved. God knoweth what it's saying. But study to show yourself approved unto who? Unto God. So when you converse with your father, you're speaking his language now. Oh, I see my baby done learn how to talk. <laughs> my baby talking back to me. That's a parent's greatest joy is when their child starts speaking to them. And they understand their language. Now we can communicate. Now we can communicate. You can understand me better. I can understand you. You see? You see? Let's see what we're saying over here. My sister said, you cannot replace the Holy Spirit. It is the teacher. Yes. Um, they took out some words and added some words. Mm -hmm. Amen. Glory to God. We got another. Uh, oh, Welcome, uh, Bill5838. God bless you. Welcome. So yeah, 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 yeah. So so this is this is what we're talking about. Um, uh, we're talking about the fact that God says, for, in order for you to pass on the light or to shine the light, you know, or to reflect the true light, which is Jesus, you have to get the knowledge of the light first. Don't be out here trying to preach something that you don't know what you're talking about. And you didn't get it from the word or you didn't study the word. And that word is not being quickened by the spirit or it's being ministered out of a vessel that is unclean. The Holy Spirit just said, I don't want to use an unclean vessel. 
I don't want to use and I will not use an unclean vessel. The devil will though. <laughs> the devil will. Be careful who you're receiving the word from. Is it, you know, is it, is it a, is it a, is it looking like a lamb, but speaking like a dragon? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Beware. God, the Lord said, bring me an offering in a clean vessel. Bring me an offering in a clean vessel. God says, uh, 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 I remember Catherine Kuhlman. I used to, I, I listened to her, um, uh, love her messages. And she, she would always say, God is not looking for golden vessels. He's not looking for silver vessels. He is looking for yielded vessels. Yielded vessels. See, he can use a yielded vessel. Somebody who has emptied out their cup, emptied out their vessel, and made sure the vessel was clean for him, provided a clean place for him. You see, don't no man want to walk into no nasty house, women. The head does not want to live in a nasty house. That's what the Holy Ghost just said. I cannot dwell in an unclean temple. I will not. I will not. Amen. Clean up your house, bride. Clean up your house. Clean up the house. Clean the inner cup. Clean the inner cup. The inner cup. As Jesus said. Amen. So he said, read it. Get the knowledge. Put it in the vessel. Get the bread. Put it in the vessel. Serve it. Serve it. Study to show yourself approved unto God. Now you can speak his language. A workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing. There that word is again. Divided, split it like a loaf of bread. That's what they did to Jesus. And he is the bread of life. They split him open. They split him open. You see? So, so, so. Study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman. A workman that needeth not be ashamed. You're going to bring shame upon yourself. Out here preaching the word. With no knowledge of what you're talking about. You're trying to deliver a message or a motivational speech with no knowledge of the word. That's a dangerous place to be. That's the, that, those are the types of ministries and churches that God is bringing down right now. They are falling down. You go in the midst of this pandemic. And they are shaking in their boots. They're scared to death because some have not preached the word of love. They have not preached the word of God, Jesus. They have not served Jesus to the people. They have served another, another spirit called anti-Jesus, anti-Christ. They have served another Jesus. You see that? So, 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 so 
you know, why, why, why even, you know, I saw, <laughs> um, in one day, uh, two ministers on TV crying, crying because they said, my God, what have we done? We have sold, we have taken tithes and offerings of the people, they said. We've taken tithes and offerings from this people. Yeah, and, 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 and we told them that we were prophets or we gave them a prophetic word. You know, we, we, we ministered to them. We, 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 we called them here week after week, mm -hmm. every Sunday. We took their money. We took their offerings. We took their tithes. But when the pandemic hit and people started dying, they, these same people of their congregation came back to them for answers. They said, we've been, we've been paying you. We've been, we've been sowing our tithes. We've been doing what the Lord told us to do in giving our tithes and offerings. Hmm. 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 We were doing what God told us to do. See, they believed. That it was God telling them, sow your tithe, uh, give your tithe, sow an offering, give an offering, sow into this anointing, sow into this ministry, sow into this word, and you'll be blessed. Sow into this, you'll get a prophetic word. So they said, we gave you our money. We did what you told us to do. We did what God told us to do. Why is it now that you have no answers for us? Why is it that you didn't see this coming? Prophet, why is it that you didn't warn us, prophet, pastor? Why is it that you didn't warn us, apostle, evangelist such and such? Why is it that you didn't tell us this thing was coming upon us? Did you not see it? Did you not see it? And these people and these churches are emptying out now. They've been emptying out. God has turned them upside down. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Bottoms up for real. You know. And these, these leaders are now crying. Because they've lost. Their congregation. You know. They've lost their congregation or they've lost, they've lost their church. I think they're really crying because their bank accounts don't look the way that they used to look. You know, I mean, could that be the reason? Because if your eye be dark, how deep is it? How deep is that darkness? There was darkness in there. There was another agenda, a hidden agenda in that, in the heart. You see? And now they're on TV crying. Paula White, Noel Jones, you know, and others. And others. Many local pastors, you know, crying over the loss of their members, their flock, their congregation, their this, their that. If they were your flock, would they not still be with you? If they were yours, if the Lord had given them unto you, would they not still be with you? Jesus said, you know, 
All that the Father has given me, I have lost none except the son of perdition. Whatever God puts in your hands, you can't lose it unless he takes it away from you. Because it is the Lord who giveth and the Lord who taketh away. Now the real question is, why did he take them from you? Why did he take them away? Because in the day of adversity, we must consider, why? Why did this happen? Could it be that I was not feeding them or shepherding them correctly? Because in the book of Ezekiel, the Lord said, I will punish the false shepherds. I will punish the false leaders. And I will become a, a shepherd unto my people myself. I will teach them myself. And that's what he did. He sent everybody home to teach them himself. He sent everybody home to teach them himself. And he says, when I give you a shepherd, I'm going to give you a shepherd after my own heart. Someone who will teach and feed my people, feed my people the bread of life. Feed my people with knowledge and understanding. Not lies, not manipulation, not deception. This is the true light we're talking about, not the false light. This is the real thing that makes you glow, not, not, not that highlight on your cheek, ladies. We're going to be real women of God. A lot of people out here, you know, contending the fact that women should not be allowed in the pulpits because they bring in all kind of mess and nonsense up in there. I know of a few ladies who, who, who've done that and destroyed churches, destroyed churches. You know, destroyed them. Spirit of witchcraft working in some of these women out here. Spirit of Jezebel, you know, is working in some of these women out here. You know, the moon demons are working in some of these women out here. Huh. That's another revelation. He says, become a source of truth. Becoming a source of truth makes you a wellspring of life. Becoming a source of truth makes you a wellspring of life. Becoming a source of truth. Now, you know, when you become a source of truth, you're going to be a wellspring of life, like living water. You're going to be able to refresh souls. God is going to give you a mouth and a wisdom and a word, right? To refresh the weary, to refresh the weary, to refresh the weary. Who was it? Isaiah, Jeremiah said, morning by morning, he wakeneth my ear to hear as the learned. Then he turned around and said, morning by morning, um, he makes my tongue to speak. He, teach, he teaches my tongue to speak um, a word to refresh them that are weary. He looseth my tongue. That's what he said. He looses my tongue. He looses my tongue to speak a word to refresh them that are weary. Refreshing. Well springs of life. It should be refreshing. Refreshing to the body. Amen. Refreshing. 
You know, when you become a source of information, a wealth of knowledge, uh, some people, you know, well, the Bible does uh, speak about the spirit of wisdom, though. Some people have been giving the have been given uh, the spirit of wisdom. Not only do they have wisdom, but they've been given the spirit of wisdom. And I believe that, you know, <laughs> listen, if I say anything wise, trust me, it's not because I know everything because it's, it's a lot I don't know, you know, but I do understand that God uses unlearned men and I don't have a degree. <laughs> I don't have a degree. I, I, school of hard knocks, okay? Neology. But, you know, God confounds the wise, you know, and, 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 and he gives, you know, he gives, uh, he gives knowledge to those that are unlearned and, 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 and the Bible talks about the disciples, how they were unlearned men. They, they didn't have no bunch of degrees and plaques on their walls and, you know, all that kind of stuff It's great. It's wonderful, you know, but they didn't have that. They didn't have that. All they had was Jesus. All they had was Jesus. And the Bible says, you know, even though they were unlearned men, they were ignorant men. In other words, you know, they, but the people knew that they had been with Jesus because they had this wisdom that Jesus had. They had this, this knowledge, this understanding, you know, they were able to speak wisdom, release the truth in a way that people could eat it. They could digest it. They could understand. They could comprehend. Even a child could understand. Because it's coming from love. Amen. So, so, you know, I don't know anyone who does go to school though and gets a degree um, to become a medical doctor. And you don't know um, the, 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 the rules and the procedures of medicine. How to perform a surgery. You don't know, you know. You don't have any knowledge on that. You don't have. You didn't read the book. How did you get a degree and you didn't read the book? I'm, 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 I'm just saying. I don't know of any lawyer who can stand up in a courtroom and convince a jury without reading the book. They, they can't even pass the bar exam, you know, without reading the book. You have to know how to, you know, how to use that thing. How to, how to use the word. You have to, you have to know how, how to. Uh, this is like being a, a medical doctor. It's like being a doctor. Yeah. Jesus was a doctor of the law. <coughs> he was a teacher, a master of the law. Master. Mastery. Mastery. The Bible talks about striving for masteries. You see? Master, he, he had a master's degree in this thing. He was a master teacher. You see? Now, now, now uh, a doctor has to be able to... Uh, Prescribe, give the right prescription, administer, minister, minister, administer the correct prescription or medication for you, solution to your problem or your illness, right? If he gets that prescription wrong, then you're still sick. Is that not right? If he gives you the wrong medication, what do you do? You come back to him and you say, this didn't work. I need something stronger. I need something different. Or, or the doctor, God forbid, misdiagnose you altogether. 
and the problem is still there. He didn't diagnose you with diabetes and you really got cancer. Ooh, what a mistake. You see, we can't afford not to know the word of God. We can't afford not to have the remedy. We can't afford to be out here misprescribing and issuing out, uh, issuing out the wrong medication. Sometimes you can preach the right word in the wrong season. It's not helping anybody. You're giving them a truth, but you're not giving them the truth, the rhema word for that season that they're in. That's why there's no results. It's not producing results in them. They're coming back saying, well, what about this? And what about that? And what about that? Why is this not working? Why am I still struggling, toiling? You know, why do I still not get it? I still don't understand this thing. Can you tell me again? What happened? What, what's wrong there? Is it me or is it you? I don't know. But when Jesus released the word, <laughs> he didn't have them kind of problems. Only the, the only people who rejected it were those, you know, uh, religious people, the religious leaders, the people who didn't want the light. They was like, no, mm -mm, that's too much light for me. Oh, I think you might be trying to take my place here. Uh-huh. You see, they had another motive. Their, their heart was dark. They were of their father, the devil, Jesus said. So he says to become a source of truth, make uh, becoming a source of, of the truth makes you a wellspring of life. So therefore, he says to stir up the waters, stir up the waters, stir up the waters that that are in you. The Bible says, if you believe as the scripture has said, then out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water, shall flow a river of living water. The Lord says, stir up the river, spring up a well, we used to pray and sing unto the Lord. Spring up a well and give unto me life, that life abundantly. Talking about life, talking about light, the true light. You see that? Stir up, stir up the, the waters. Amen. Give them drink. Give them drink. People are thirsty. Give them drink. The people are hungry. Give them something to eat. The disciple says, we don't have, we don't have all this food, Lord. We, what are we going to get? You see the, how many people is out here? <laughs> but in an instant, in a moment's time, the moment the, the, that the word of thanksgiving left his lips, that food multiplied. There was multi there was an instant miracle. His words travel at the speed of light. <laughs> People don't understand how miracles work. That's how miracles work. He was a man of faith. He was the source of faith. That's why God said, I want you to have the faith of Jesus. That light, precious faith. Second Peter. Peter's talked about that light, precious faith. It's the same faith that is in the Son of God. And we as sons of God, 
must have the light, precious faith. Everybody doesn't have this light, precious faith. They have a faith, but there's different levels and different kind, kinds of faith, yeah? But there's a such thing called light, precious faith. That's what we're talking about here. That's why they can't understand you. They can't understand your faith. They can't understand your word. They can't hear your word. They don't have like precious faith. They don't have like precious faith. He said, stir it up. Give them drink. Some people's wells have been stopped up. Some people's wells have been stopped up. There's a scripture in the word. I was going to uh, teach on that about the wells. When God was saying, unstop the wells. Because... The enemies would come, the enemy tribes would come and stop up the wells of, uh, of Jacob's, um, Jacob's well. Jacob's well. He would, they, would, they, would they would stop that well up so it could not, uh, uh, so no one could get water out of there. But God is saying, unstop the well. See, you have a well of life in you, a river, if you believe. As the scripture have said, if you believe Jesus, if you receive Jesus, he gave you this well. He is living water. Therefore, if he be in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory, you have living water. Woman, if I give you this water, you will never thirst again. He said. Living water. This water is called living water the water of life that quenches the thirst of man. You don't want to be unable to quench the thirst of man. You don't want to be a well without water, a well that is empty, <laughs> a well that is dry. Man comes upon your well for a drink of water and finds none. Is that not a shame and a reproach unto you? Yeah, I know it's coming off a bit challenging. It's a bit tough. I know. But God, we're living in a time when, when we need strong black coffee. We need to wake up. Because we are going through the motions and wasting our time. We're going through the motions and wasting other people's time. You know, we don't need to be on here just because everybody else is doing it. We need to be on here because we have something to give. We're able to quench the thirst of men. God said, go and quench their thirst. They're thirsty. Go and feed them. They're hungry now. They're starving now. They're ready. Their due season has come. Provide the sustenance that they need. Give them life. Give them life. Give them something to drink. He said, I want you to be a problem solver instead of a problem. <laughs> become a problem solver. Me too. I want to become a problem solver. I don't want to be a problem. I don't want to be a stumbling block to my fellow man. I want to be a problem solver. I don't want to be a murmurer or a complainer. God, ooh, that's one thing God couldn't stand. About the children of Israel always murmuring and complaining. He's like, tell them stop that murmuring and complaining. Why are they why are they murmuring down there? 
Why are they complaining down there? As if they don't have enough. They still hungry. You want more meat? More meat? More meat? He just gave them so much that they just start choking on it. You know? He slew all of them because they, you know, they were so full of, you know, lust. That, that's what makes you murmur and complain about everything. Instead of being a solution or a problem solver. God says, don't you know what I put in you? Do you not know by now what I gave you? Go out there and become a solution. Give them the solution. Give them the solution. People looking for a solution to coronavirus. I heard a man of God said, um, coronavirus is not the problem. The real problem is the real virus is sin. We're dealing with a sin problem, with a sin virus. <laughs> We're dealing with a sin virus. That's what needs an antidote. That's what needs the antidote. You're looking for a solution to coronavirus. We need a solution to the sin virus. Give them the solution. Give them the solution. Those of you who have it. Jesus is the solution, the way, the truth, and the life, and the light of all men. Amen? Be a light, he says. Be a light. We're children of the light, children of the day, not of the night. Be a light. Let your light so shine among men that they may see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Amen? Good works. We work, we like to work doing all kind of other stuff. What you working on? That's what the Lord is saying. What are you working on? Is it profitable or not? What are we working on? Okay. So that's the word of the Lord. That's the word of the Lord that, uh, that I have for you today, uh, concerning this glow thing. The Lord said, uh, answer their questions. Shine your light by answering their questions. Provide the knowledge because knowledge is true light. And I talked to you uh, last week, I think, about the word thummim. You know, the Bible speaks about urim and thummim, right? Um, thummim represents light and knowledge. It also represents knowledge, which is light, which, which, which is true light. Um, if you have no knowledge, you're like a dry well. You can't. You can't quench anyone's thirst. They're coming to you for questions. Questions, quench, you get it? They're coming to you with questions because they think you have the answers. But when you, when all you can do is, 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 uh, um, you know, spin them in circles and you can't give a direct answer to save your life, number one. You cannot give a direct answer to save your life. You start turning and switch and turning in circles and people can't understand that. What is the answer? You know, give them the answer. If you don't have the answer, you know, you start redirecting them here and directing them there. That's fine. But God wants you to be able to give the, he told, he said, I told you to study yourself. Uh, study, study to show yourself approved unto me. 
God. A workman that needeth not be ashamed by not having the answer. Being able to rightly divide, rightly divide, rightly divide the word of truth. The word of truth. You're supposed to have the answer. That's the problem. We are supposed to carry the answer. We're supposed to carry the solution to their problem. But we, but we don't have it. Why? Where was the answer for coronavirus? Where was the warning? People say, well, Sister Shelley, well, did you, did you know? Uh, I didn't know that, it, that, that a virus was coming. I didn't know that this thing was coming in the form of a virus. But I knew that something was coming and I kept warning the people. I said, something is coming. They have it on video. I can go back and pull the video if you want. I just didn't like what I was wearing that day, to be very honest with you. <laughs> so, you know, I just threw something on and went to church. And when I got there, I was like, Lord, this showing all my lumps and bumps and stuff. I don't want to be on camera today. You know, <laughs> that, is, that is the truth. <laughs> That's why I haven't shown y'all that video. But I'll show you for truth's sake, okay? If they haven't deleted it, I will show you. Um, but I came in there and I told them, and no glory to myself, but if for those of you who are wondering, the Lord had been showing me that something was coming. And we saw things in visions and dreams like a, a, a whirlwind or a tornado. It was me and another sister. We were seeing the same thing. <laughs> But, but, but I was given uh, the opportunity to minister a, a session of the service, a section of the service, um, and uh, to exhort. And when I stood there with the microphone, I didn't know what was about to come out of my mouth. But the Spirit of the Lord said out of my mouth that church as you know it shall be no more. He said playtime is over. That was his word. And it came out just like that. You can watch the video. <laughs> I had no idea God was about to say that. In that moment, I began to understand the visions and the dream of the, the whirlwind. You know? And why God had me doing what he had me doing. Because he had told me to start a podcast. This was back in the summer of 20, uh, 2019. And I, I think I released the word... Uh, uh, in September, if I'm not mistaken, I have to go back and check the date, but it was in 2019, surely before 2020, right? But there was a warning that came forth. You see, warning comes before destruction. Warning comes and, 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 and you know, and, and it's a shame, you know, that more people did not, he did not hear the warning from God. And more people did not heed the warning from the voice, from the mouth of his, his vessel, his prophet, his servant, or wherever you are. You know, it's not just the job of the prophet to know what's coming in the future. We're just always looking into the future because that's our nature. And we hear what's on the heart of God. But, 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 but as the scripture says, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the honor of kings to search it out. 
when we hear things, you know, um, it, it, we, we're supposed to search that thing out. Now I can say, you know, I didn't, I didn't go and search it out. I didn't go and ask God, well, Lord, how is this coming? Well, what is coming? Well, you know, cause he would have shown me that it was a virus, but I didn't do that. I just dropped the word and stuff. And I'm also immature, uh, immature prophet. I'm not, you know, I, I was just coming into the discovery of my actual ministry and, and, and assignment. So, you know, I'm like, all I'm doing is following what I hear right now, you know, but not to make excuses though, you know what I'm saying? But, but, but what I'm saying is that if, 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 if God sent the word through little old me, then surely these mega ministries and these people that are out here taking these people's money, you know, and commanding them to come, you know, come, come, come here, come there, pay this fee, pay that. So into me, so into my anointing, so into my ministry, you'll get a blessing. So seven, 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 blah, blah, blah. You get a prophetic word, prophetic word, prophetic word. I thought they were real prophets at first. Till I begin to understand. The Lord said, mm, 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 mm. look at this. You see? So surely they, they should have known. They should have. If you out there doing all of that, you should have known that something was coming. Even if you didn't know exactly what that something was. You should have known. And I'm praying that next time you will know. My prayer is that next time you will know that you know that you hear from the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. People looking for answers. Pastors, leaders looking for answers. These things should not be. God said you are supposed to have the answer. You're supposed to have the answer. So that's why, you know, we're in this, this whole reset thing. God is cleaning this thing out. Anyway, I've been on here with you guys for a while. It's Friday. <laughs> uh, you can go back and catch the replay. And, um, yeah, um, I'm going to let you go. And, uh, Father, we thank you for this word and for those that you have drawn by your spirit, those uh, who heard this message today and received it in love. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father, for the eyes that were open, for the ears that were unstopped. We thank you for the hearts that perceived. We thank you, Father God, for the light of the knowledge of the truth, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world, even Jesus your son. We get, we thank you and we give you praise, Lord Jesus, for laying down your life for us, for being the, becoming the propitiation for our sins, even though you knew no sin. Even though you came into the world to give us light, but man resisted the light. Man comprehended it not. Man did not receive the light because their deeds were evil. Father, forgive us. Lord, forgive us for not receiving the light. Forgive us, Father God, for not hearkening unto the light. Forgive us, Father God, for rejecting the light. Forgive us for rejecting the truth. Forgive us, Father. Have mercy upon us for not being the answer that people need. For not studying to show ourselves approved unto you, 
a workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Forgive us for bringing shame and reproach upon your name, Father God, by, by saying that we represent you and doing it incorrectly. Father, forgive us. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us and forgive us in Jesus' name. Not being the solution, not providing the answers, not providing the knowledge of the truth. Forgive us, Lord. Hiding darkness, helping Satan to cloak himself. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us. Have mercy upon us. Let the spirit of repentance rest upon your church. Rest upon every member in the body of Christ. In Jesus' name, Father, we repent. We repent. We are sorry for our sins. And we turn our feet into the way of your word, of your truth, of your commandments. In Jesus' mighty name. Wash us in your blood. Blot out all of our transgressions for your name's sake. Remember no more our sins, but cast them all away into the depths of the sea of forgetfulness. Cleanse us thoroughly from all filthiness of flesh and spirit. Anything that will stand in the way. Any sin or unrighteousness that will stand in the way. That will block up or stop up the well that you placed in us. That will cause the water not to be pure. That will cause the water not to flow. That will cause us to not be able to quench the thirst of man. Don't let us be broken cisterns. Don't let us be wells without water in Jesus' name. Don't let us be false lights, but let us be true lights in Jesus' name. Create in us a clean heart. Renew within us the right spirit. Clothe us and fill us with the Holy Spirit. Clothe us and fill us, Holy Spirit, and fill us with the knowledge of your will. With the knowledge, with the knowledge of your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right, you guys. Uh, we're going to get out of here. And uh, I love you. And I pray that uh, all is well with you uh, this weekend. That you have a great weekend. And um, I will see you back here next Wednesday. Um, and uh, we may be able to do uh, things a little different next week, next week because uh, I'm trying to incorporate uh, these other two, <coughs> these other two um, uh, uh, teachings, I guess you could call it, or or messages, or these other two. Um, I don't even know what to call it. Projects <laughs> that God gave me. Uh, and uh, I want to get those out. So we're going to work on trying to get that out to you today. I know you've been seeing it, the banner about uh, um, the divinely inspired messages and uh, kingdom conversations. We've been talking about trying to get that out for you guys as well as um, um, behind enemy lines, kingdom takeover. So I'm uh, going to work on that for you next week. And I have I got myself a, um, <laughs> a planner. Oh, is that what's making my screen blink? Lord, you can't hear. Okay, I'm going to have to upgrade my computer and get a better camera here. But I bought myself a planner. I wanted something a little more, you know, me. It's like, you know, probably black or, you know, 
But uh, this one has a lot of great uh, functions and things like that that I can use. I wanted somewhere, a place that I could uh, write down all of my projects and stuff because I've been using these just, you know, little notebooks and, uh, you know, things are not really organized or separated. So, you know, uh, the Lord told me that I need to organize myself better. So I won't be keep coming back asking him, okay, God, what message did you say I'm supposed to preach on this one? What, what, which one you want here, you know, on this day? And, and what you want me to release on that, you know? And then I write it down and then I forget, <laughs> you know? And, and I have to be up in a realm of prayer and stuff for it, for the light to come on. He'll remind me, you know? So, yeah, I got, uh, got me a planner, 2021. And, uh, yeah, I bought this from Target. It was, uh, it was actually like $14, $15. And it's a beautiful planner. I'm advertising. Am I advertising? I don't know. But yeah, it's a beautiful planner. You can write down your goals. You can write down your projects, your notes. Um, it has, it's a weekly calendar, monthly calendar, and all of that. So yeah, got some resources, some nice quotes in there for you. This one says, if you don't risk anything, you risk even more. <laughs> If you don't risk anything, you ri you risk even more. Well, me and my sister was talking about yesterday how, you know, we don't have much time. You know, we're getting older and stuff like that. And we don't have time to waste. So we just better get all the way about God's business. Amen. <laughs> and so that's why we're out here pushing. You know, we're out here pushing this thing and, and getting ourselves, um, getting ourselves in gear and uh, being about our father's business. Amen. Uh, because you don't know, you, you just don't know, um, you, first of all, we don't know, uh, when our due date is or when, you know, God is going to call us home. Uh, and, and we don't know, um, uh, sorry. And, and we do know though, what we do know is that we are getting older and we are running out <laughs> of, that, of, of, of time days, you know, and time is flying, you know, so we don't want to waste time. We don't want to waste our years, you know, uh, and, and, uh, definitely in something that's not God's will, but we don't want to waste our years and our time, not fulfilling our purpose and our, uh, God ordained de uh, destiny or assignments or missions that he has given, uh, to us. And so, you know, we want to go ahead and, and get out there and we really don't have anything to lose except wait. <laughs> I'm going to let y'all go. <laughs> we can lose some weight. That's what we can lose. All right. I love y'all and I'll see. <laughs> I'm on I'm trying to lose this weight. Do I look skinnier? <laughs> I love you guys and I'll see you um next week Wednesday. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye.